Blog Talk Radio. www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. All right. And you can shoot me an email anytime at Eric Let's L E T S Talk at gmail.com. All right. So those are all the ways you can participate on the show. And I do look forward to hearing from you. My co host, P. Ross, will be here a little later. So until then, y'all have me, Mr. Talk, in the house. <laughs> Isn't that a wonderful thing? I know it is. Ah! Anyway, so, oh man, we got a song. We have a song of the day for you today. It's old, old. It's not old, old. No, it depends on what year you were born in. But for, for, for us, some of us, it's an old jam. We used to go to the club and party on all the time. Dance all night on it because it's a long song. <laughs> I don't care how you look at it, it's a long song. But, that's what we got for you today. So we're going to be bringing that to you. Uh, let's see. Of course, we have um, our topics we're going to be talking about as well. You know, we're going to talk about um, A.G. Barr testifying in front of the Judiciary Committee. Uh, the measles, this, this measles thing that's going on. 
you know, I have my opinion and take on it as well, so we'll be talking about that. Uh, Facebook has decided to ban uh, certain groups and people from their forum now, which includes, uh, what's the other one is, uh, 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 Snapchat, uh, one of those uh, other um, social media sites. Um, and the na- some of the names on there, you'll probably be surprised at. But then again, some of you may not. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Um, um, let's see what else we got going on here. Um, that's pretty much what we're going to start off with. Now, where we end up at, of course, like everybody knows who listens to this show, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But wherever it is, we're going to enjoy the ride because that's what we do. That's why it's called Let's Talk. You know what I mean? Of course you do. All right. So with that being said and all that other stuff out of the way, it's time to go on and get you your song of the day. Go on and knock it on out the box early, and um, we'll be back here shortly. All right. So here's your man, Grandmaster Flash and Planet Rock. Y'all enjoy this, man, because I'm going to be rocking. I know that much. See you in about six minutes. Party people, party people, say yo get funky. So sign and phone, say yo get funky. Go do you make it, say yo get funky. Yeah, just hit me.
overnight. Now, I know a lot of you out there probably wish it would happen overnight, but unfortunately, that's not how this thing works. And the way our Congress is set up today, honestly speaking, it wouldn't amount to anything anyway. If you've been paying attention to any of these hearings, so-called hearings that they've been having with these different individuals um, being there, um, testifying and what have you, and the questions being asked, you will realize that even if somebody was brought up on any kind of uh, charges or anything of that nature regarding impeachment, nothing happened. It, It wouldn't. It would end in an acquittal. And everything would go back the way it is. So, with that being said, that is why, and I think I said this on the show Monday, that is why the the Democrats in the House are really having a hard time trying to decide whether or not they want to go through with impeachment of President Trump. But, as you can hear, there are still some in the party that continue to yell for impeachment, of course, Nancy Pelosi is saying, well, I don't know if that's a good idea. Maybe we need to slow it down for a moment. Not to mention that there, there's evidence, but there's not evidence <laughs> that could, you know, uh, lead to an impeachment hearing. But, you know, as in anything with, this, with, with, with our government, you just don't know because the truth is never told. And that's why we have the title we do on the show today, Truth. What truth? Because we're never told the truth. Because they never tell the truth. I don't care who it is. They never tell the truth. Now, you may get one or two that uh, come out and, and say something that's very, very close to the truth. And you usually can tell because all of a sudden they want to shut them down. They want to make them shut up, be quiet. But that's far and in between, very far and in between. And, of course, you know, I I would go ahead and say, well, I would give you some examples of those individuals, but not everybody is going to agree on that as well, which is the beautiful part of our country. You know, we're allowed to do that. Well, we used to be allowed to do that. You know, there are some examples now where there's not a, a, a guarantee either, or either depends on your uh, pronunciation of the term <laughs> But anyway So What is this thing uh, Impeachment what is, this, what is this thing about um, Impeachment You know uh, Now in, in this instance We're going to be referring to how a president Can be impeached Okay, A president Now, we're not talking about anybody like the attorney general or or anything like that. We're specifically uh, targeting, zeroing in on the president, how a president can be impeached, okay? So as I read these things to you, I I just want you to understand um, who who we're talking about and the process that's being used in this instance. All right. There are other there are other examples and instances where it can be used, but man, that's a that's that's too much. Okay, it blow my brain. So I know it's gonna blow a lot of y'all. Not saying you know I only got a ninth grade education, so I know a lot. Well, y'all may understand then, because you know y'all college graduates and stuff out there. You know I'm just a little me. But anyway, 
Isn't this fun? All right, so here we go. Here we go. A president can be charged. A president can also be charged with and found guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors. Okay? Now, what exactly constitutes high crimes and misdemeanors is not defined in the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, that's an important term. It's not defined in the Constitution. Now, you know that's what everybody cries about. The Constitution, the Constitution, the Constitution, which I really think needs to be redone, but, you know, uh, my opinion really doesn't count. But anyway, making impeachment on that basis more difficult. See, and that is the first first hurdle right there because it's not defined in the Constitution. There's nothing in the Constitution that says that a president or anybody else, a president, I said we are talking about the president, can, you know, be impeached for this, this, and this. It's not there. All right, it's not there. And actually reading the my little constitutional book that I have, I couldn't find it anywhere either. So, you know, it's interesting that a lot of people are talking, well, he did this, he did that, and that's impeachable. Well, really, it's up for uh, debate and discussion. It really is. And there must be absolute uh, um, evidence. Absolute evidence. Okay. Continuing on, the hearing in the Senate, along with a charge in the House that the president has committed a crime, is not a legal one. No penalty other than removal from office is brought against a president in an impeachment hearing. Now, y'all listen to this. So when you get in these conversations, you have some ammunition and actual facts to to shoot down some of these so-called um, um, <laughs> barracks room lawyers. Okay, that's that, that's the best term I know how to use. Okay, once again, I'm trying. I'm gonna say it again. The hearing in the Senate, along with a charge in the House that the president has committed a crime, is not a legal one. No penalty other than removal from office is brought against a president in an impeachment hearing. Okay? You got that. The main words, not a legal one, crime. Okay? And nothing besides removing him from office can be brought against the president. All right? And that's pretty simple, right? That's pretty simple. So when you have all these naysayers and, and other folk out there saying, well, you can do this and you can do that, no, you cannot. You cannot do it other than removing him from office. That's it. That is it. Now, once you remove office, then you make it go at them even a little harder then because, once again, they become a private citizen. But as long as they're sitting in that chair and is the president of the United States of America, there's nothing that really else can be done. <laughs> there is nothing else that can be done. <sighs> so... I hope y'all taking this in. That's why I'm going slowly, so so we'll have a, 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 a clear understanding about this this thing called impeachment. All right. So continuing on. First, first, a member of the House of Representatives 
must introduce an impeachment resolution. Okay? So someone must say, okay, I move to impeach the President of the United States for, under this resolution, whatever they think he, you know, lying to the American public or, uh, you know, I don't know, getting a blowjob in the White House. <laughs> I guess they didn't say it like that for Clinton's sake, but you understand. And basically, what they tried to impeach him for was lying, basically. You know, they did try to impeach Clinton for actually, you know, having sex in the White House, but they did try to get to him for actual lying. You know, which, once again, goes back to one of the first statements that I read that the, uh, the president has committed a crime is not a legal one. Okay? <laughs> I have more to say on that, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. All right. Then the Speaker of the House must then direct the U.S. House Committee of the Judiciary or a special committee to hold a hearing on the resolution to decide whether to put the measure to a vote by the full chamber and when to hold such a vote. All right. A simple majority of the Judiciary Committee must approve the resolution. Okay. A simple majority. Now, did we just have one of those though, um, here recently? And you see how that went, right? Now, depending depending on the party that that's in charge, that's you know the president belongs to in the White House, and who's running the House, you know you can already see the the quiet quagmire that would develop. You can always see the 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 the, the, the tap dancing and you know the defending and the accusing that would that would happen especially right now oh my goodness right now it would be terrible don't you think you think it would be terrible um <laughs> all right anyway if the judiciary committee approves the resolution it moves to a full vote on the house floor then a simple majority of those present and voting in the House approve an article of impeachment, then the president is impeached. All right. Now, let's understand. Just because a president is impeached does not mean they are removed from office. It just says, okay, we have a resolution that has been approved that the president has been. It's just uh, what can I say, more of a title or a term to you that say, yes, we believe that the president has done something that we consider a crime, and now we want to put him on trial in front of the Senate, I mean, in front of Congress. That's basically what it is. All right, now, but that doesn't mean that he is automatically removed from office. That doesn't mean that... uh It would be written down as he did commit it and so forth and so on. It just means that the House voted. It was approved by a majority, simple majority. And it goes into the record that the president was impeached. Okay. Now, oh, 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 I mean, let's look at it like that. Only thing it is, it's putting it in a record. It has really no consequences. It has no determination on anything. It doesn't. 
It doesn't. See, that's why we have to understand exactly what these terms mean and how the system works, because if we do not, you know, we'll we'll fall into um, a whole lot of the craziness, you know? (laughs) Uh, So that's, that's, uh, that's part of the, 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 the procedure But let's continue on Because there's more And this is where If you look at If you put in this, the terms The way our Congress is set up today You will see where The conflict will really come in And why I basically say Nothing will get done Nothing um, Okay Okay, the procedure then moves to the Senate where a quote-unquote trial is held to determine if the president committed a crime. There is no set procedure for the trial. How it is conducted would be set by the Senate leadership. Now, using today's Congress, we do know the Senate leadership is Mitch McConnell and a few others. Now, we also know that Mitch McConnell is a uh, uh, strong backer of the president. All right? So, with that being said, you can just imagine how far it will go in the Senate. But let's go back to something that was said earlier. Um, The procedure then moves to the Senate where a trial is held to determine if the president committed a crime. Now, go back to the to when our first reading, remember it says the hearing in the Senate, along with a charge in the House that the president has committed a crime, is not a legal one. Okay. So to say down here that to determine if the president committed a crime, it's just more. Uh, it's just more hogwash, basically. All right. Just more flow show. That's all it is. That's all it is. Welcome to the show, the America Show. Glad you can hang out with us. You know, uh, right now we're talking about how impeachment working, exactly what is an impeachment. So if you want to talk to us in the chat room, you're more than welcome, okay? All right. Thank you for hanging out. Okay, so moving right along, members of the House serves as managers in the Senate trial. Managers serve a similar role as prosecutors do in a criminal trial. They present evidence during the procedure. The president would have counsel to represent him at the Senate process. Now, this is where it really would get interesting if you look at what's going on today. All right. Members of the House would serve as managers, which basically they'll be the prosecutors, okay? And they have to present evidence during the procedure, to say that the, the president committed whatever crime they're trying to say he committed. All right? Now, the president would have his lawyers there to defend him because, you know, the president ain't showing up, which is funny because at this point in time, we don't know who the president's lawyers is. And we know they're not going to tell the truth anyway. <laughs> especially, especially with this administration, you know, Because you don't know what's the truth and what's not with this crew. Not to say the rest of them were squeaky clean either. 
But I know with this crew right here, it's really like shooting craps. All right? <laughs> but we do know with the way our Congress is set up right now, between the, the Democrats and the, and the Republicans, man, this would be a show for you. And basically that's all it would be, and that's all it is anyway, a show. A show. Okay, anyway. Then we go back to the Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court presides over the trial. Well, then, the Chief Justice. I need to say no more about that, right? <laughs> because we know how the Supreme Court is set up right now. I need to say no more. Senators listen to the evidence presented, including closing arguments from each side and retire to deliberate. Senators then reconvene and vote on whether the president is guilty or not guilty of the crimes he is accused of. It takes a two-thirds vote of the Senate to convict. If the president is found guilty, he is removed from office, and the vice president is sworn in as president. Okay? So that's basically how an impeachment process works. That's what all the little steps that goes through to go through an impeachment process. Of course, as you can see, it would be almost, I hate to say it, would be almost impossible, impossible to impeach President Trump right now because Majority Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, you know, basically he oversee this thing, and you know what that means. You know what that means. Is it, it'll be a dog and pony show. That, that's all it basically would mean. It would be a dog and pony show with an acquittal uh, um, likely to happen. Ninety nine percent chance of acquittal happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and let, let's be honest here. Would you Do you really expect anything different? Would you really expect anything different with this crew that we have running this country right now? Between the administration and Congress? Do you really expect anything else to happen? If you do expect anything besides that, I don't know. I, hey, you're on some good stuff. Trading attraction. Welcome to the show. Glad you can hang out. Um, you know, so when, when you look at and keep hearing about this term impeachment and we should impeach the president, so forth and so on, you know, really sit back and, and think about the steps that, that, that have to be taken and also sit back and really, really, Consider what is the evidence? Where is the proof? Now, once you start considering that, let's go back to the the, the first part of this whole thing, which is, is very important because I think the American people they really have no no um no idea. They really have no idea as to what. Uh, this process is or you know how you can bring somebody up on impeachment but let's go back and remember um, what exactly constitutes high crimes and misdemeanors is not defined in the constitution okay is not defined in the constitution So there are no set guidelines. 
basically it's based on um, others' opinions and what they think is a crime. All right? Also remember, the hearing in the Senate, along with a charge in the House that the president has committed a crime, is not a legal one. No penalty other than removal from office is brought against a president in an impeachment hearing. Okay. So, with all that going on, <laughs> I guess the question remains, why? Why even why even, you know, have it? You know, so I know a lot of you out there saying, well, you know, you know um 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 Clinton was impeached. Okay, it was entered in the record, he was impeached. But that happens in the House, and it's just enough for the record. But he wasn't removed from office. Why? Because the Democrats had the majority in the Senate, which means you had a clash of parties once again like we do now. And unless it's something that's just uh, uh, horrifying, you know, the, the party that's in charge, you know, belonging to the president, not going to impeach their own. Not going to say my own did it. So coming back to present day, Democrats got the House, Republicans have the Senate. Do you really think anything is going to happen as far as imp- is impeachment? I mean, it really did stop Clinton, did it? No. Do you think it would stop Trump? No. So, <laughs> once again, why even go through this? Why even spend our money to go through this? Where they're going to sit up there, ask questions. You know, one side is going to come hard. The other side is going to, you know, take their time, ask a little soft questions, so forth and so on. At the end, we're going to get an acquittal. Basically a tie, and everything is going to go back to the way it was. Aren't there other things out there that we that that our Congress can be doing besides worrying about this at this point in time? What about our veterans, our homeless veterans, our homeless citizens? What about those individuals? Couldn't they be working on something to do something about that? How about the infrastructure? No, if if, if you li- like you live like where I do, or in areas similar to where I live at, if there's a lot of rain, you got you have potholes all over the place. You know, right under uh, uh, overpass, see it crumbling and cracks here and there, or the, or the you know Department of Transportation in your state or city, whatever is under trying to work on it to patch it up. Shouldn't they be working on stuff like that? Or better yet, you know, something that they seem to be fighting over, but nobody's coming up with any solutions. What about this immigration thing that's going on? Shouldn't they be trying to think of a logical plan to fix this thing? Now, don't get it wrong. They all say the same thing. Well, there's a problem with it. 
But your plan is not a good one. Your plan is not a good one. But nobody seems to be sitting down trying to come up with a comprehensive plan that will work for both sides. They'd rather fight and blame each other. With people calling, with human people caught in the human beings caught in the middle of this crap. <laughs> but nobody wants to work on that because if he just start yelling impeachment, if he start saying this party is this, that party is that, the Democrats have lost it, the Republicans, they racist. But once again, where's the evidence? Where, where you know, where's the common sense here? They are elected to represent the people. The people supposedly elect these folks. But the last thing they do are represent the people. They represent their own interests and the interests of the lobbyists. And they have all these little great hearings to, quote, unquote, get to the bottom of the truth. But yet the truth never comes out. And then you have me and others that do shows like this and others that, you know, listen to the show that try and find out what the truth is. And honestly speaking, I, I can only speak for myself, though. If you don't have anybody on the inside of certain um, circle or institutions, you know, you're basically left to put and trying to put pieces together yourself. Not to say we don't do a good job at it. But then again, why can't just tell the truth? Just tell the truth. I mean, let's be honest. Tell the truth. Everybody's not going to be happy with the truth. So? But at least you know you told the truth. But then again... Why? Why do that? That takes all the fun out of it, right? That takes all the great, 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 great suspense out of it. And money out of their pocket. (laughs) And money out of their pocket. Now, as we go ahead and uh, continue to talk about the truth, what truth? You know, uh, Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, the Attorney General was summoned in front of Congress and uh, to answer some questions about his letter and his interpretation of the Mueller report. <sighs> you know, and honestly, it seems as though we we saw that show before. We 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 did. We saw that show before. When they went through with Kavanaugh and uh, all these other folks, we saw the show before. It was the same thing. The Democrats, they're trying to ask all the hard questions. They're trying to see like they're hard and what have you. And then you had the Republicans, they deflecting. They're trying to protect. And once again, what were we left with? What were we left with? What was the American citizen, the American public left with? Confusion. More questions. 
nonsense. But a great show. But a great show. And to add to the drama, the Attorney General decided, you know what, this is enough. I'm not even coming back Thursday. So what happens? You have a senator up there eating Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, insinuating that the Attorney General is chicken because he didn't want to answer any more questions. What, uh, what? I mean, really, what did that solve? What was that about? What was that about? But there was one interesting thing that did come out. <laughs> they come out about it because I don't think um, a lot of us was aware that Mueller had actually written a letter to the Attorney General regarding his interpretation of his report. Now that was a very interesting. Uh, piece of information It really was But of course we already knew That the interpretation Of uh, the full page interpretation That the attorney general put out regarding the report Was kind of fishy anyway It was fishy And <laughs> Now y- Y'all follow me here Y'all follow me here Then you have Senator Lindsey Graham, okay? Now, we know Senator Lindsey Graham, he's very outspoken, and, you know, he take up for this and take up for that, and lately he has been really taking up for the president. He said on one um, Sunday talk show that he don't care what the president did. He don't care what he did. He has no evidence he didn't do it. He don't care what the report said. He, no, his, his actual comments were he don't care what his staff members did or didn't do what he, no, he did not care what the president told them to do. The staff members didn't do it. So it doesn't matter. It wasn't done. That's the one way of looking at it. Right. But think about this piece of it right here. He sat up there and actually admitted that he didn't even read the 400 page report. Now, that was true, and you kind of wish some of the other ones that hadn't read it either would say the same thing. That would save us a lot of nonsense, right, and, and help us understand why, you know, the truth can't come out because they're not telling the truth. I think I said that earlier, right? Yeah. But that's where we are, and, and I have to give him kudos for at least admitting he didn't read it. He just based his conclusions on the interpretation from the Attorney General. Okay, he told the truth about that. But here's my logic behind it. If you didn't read it, how can you hold be, be chairman of a committee where the hearing is going to be held at? In other words, I didn't read it. I'm going by his words. So when he come and testify, whatever you say to me is true, I don't care what they say. But then he did admit that as well. So can we say that he did tell the truth? <laughs> did, did he really, did he really, 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 did he really, really want to be there? Was he really trying to hold hold a um a, a very open and honest hearing 
No, he didn't. <laughs> it's like, okay, they say we got to do it. We're going to have to do it, and that's it. <laughs> oh, Lord. But here, here's the other thing, and, and this is what tickles me. Um, um, President Trump has been in office, what, a little over two years now? But yet, yet, what we continue to hear, Hillary Clinton, President Obama, so forth and so on. Well, just like during the Obama administration, when those, they had those say, well, you know, when Bush was president, da, 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 eventually you have to get over and get away from that. That administration is over now. That administration is over. It's your administration. It's what you're doing. So if the hearing is based on that, let's talk on that. Now, since you didn't read the report, you really have no idea what the report said about the, the former administration or the present administration. So logically, how can you get an open and honest response to anything that's said? Because you don't know either. But wait a minute. You know, and I'm going to get off of this um, the, on the side a little bit here. You know, and, and that's one of the problems we have with our Congress right now. Lindsey Graham has been a, a, a congressman for quite a while, just as Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, and a few of them other jokers up there that's been there forever. And every administration, every cycle, we hear from the same old guard over and over and over. Even when we have the, the judiciary hearings, we have the confirmation hearings, the budget hearings, all, all, all these good hearings that they have, but they involve the same old people. The same people. It's been another 30, 40 years. But yet, we continue as citizens to expect that there's going to be a change somewhere. That things are going to get better. One time, there's going to be cooperation between the White House and the entire Congress. But how? How can that happen when you continue to have the same old people running the show? Nancy Pelosi, this is her second time as speaker. Second time. But nobody seems to have paid that any attention or seems to even care. Then you usher in the new blood, and the new blood get to speaking out and saying what's on their mind, and immediately they try, they, they try to silence them, depending on what side of the aisle they're on. So as everyone takes their time and wants to blame the headshed, as we used to call it in the military, the headshed, which basically is the White House or what have you, nobody seems to pay attention to, to the, the, the um, what word am I looking for here? 
to the, the same old um, dog and pony show cycle uh, that you have in going on in Congress. Now, what changes in Congress? Just the majority of who run what side of Congress. Recently, you know, you have uh, one group that runs it for a little while, but they don't run. They don't run it enough to push everything through, or they have a president in that's not a part of their party. Then you have a fight back and forth there. But it doesn't seem as though anyone really wants to accomplish anything. It doesn't seem as though they really care. Until election time. Now, see, when it's time to get those votes in, when it's time where they need you to go in and hit the little circle by their name, oh, they care then. They want to have uh, 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 what they call them things, town hall meetings. You know, they want to come to your churches. They want to come to your military posts. You know, they want to be seen taking pictures until after the election. Then they all vanish again. I'm not telling you anything that's not true. I'm not telling you anything that a lot of you don't already know. This is basically information for those that don't know. Not to mention all the vacations that that um you know they take. Normal Joe out there working. No, oh, they taking two weeks at a time, a week here. No. Oh. Last time the budget needed to be done. What what are they the Democrats or half of them went off on, on, on some kind of a holiday break? Came back a day or two before it was time the deadlines. Where is I mean, where is where is the concern for the citizen, the public, the American? All I'm saying they do. But you know, like some women like to say, the proof is in the actions, not the words. <laughs> I had to throw that one in there because I hear that all the time. Uh, yeah. So anyway, <sighs> I had to get that out, y'all. I, I always have to get that out because it really bothers me to 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 you know an extent to where I just cannot take it when it when it comes to these individuals. And to sit up there and, and try and watch them during a hearing, oh, it, it's actually sickening. It really is. Because the same ones that get up there fight and argue, what have you, at the end of the day, they go down to a local bar, sit there, laugh about it, have drinks, and continue to do whatever they're going to do. But out here with the normal joke, you know, with the citizen. You have citizens going at each other about the stuff they're doing. Now, <laughs> now I don't mean to insult anybody, but I call them sheeple. Because the sheeple will follow. 
because that is what their programming tells them. And that is that's, that is what their program tells them. If they said it, it's true. You know, but we know better, don't we? We would like to think we know better, right? <laughs> we would like to think we know better, but our actions doesn't say it that we know better because we continue to elect these same old clowns in, in office. We continue to allow ourselves to be led by main media, you know, conservative radio, because there's really not any basically uh, liberal radio, as they like to call it, that I know of anyway. And I searched the radio dials trying to find some. Oh, they're on television, I forgot. So, I mean, as far as I'm told. And have read. <laughs> and then that's the other thing. It's the labels. The Republican Party consider themselves the right. They label the Democratic Party the left. Now, let's be honest. There's really no special meaning to any of that to most of us, right? But if you sit back and you really listen to it long enough, what happens? You begin to believe that since the Republican Party is calling themselves the right, they have to be right. It's mind manipulation. That's what it is. Con men use it all the time. Salesmen use it all the time. If someone keeps hearing a certain term over and over and over and over, then eventually they're going to resonate with that term with the person that's saying it or the people that's saying it. A little psychological game that's played. It's been played for years. But if it's not broken, why not try and fix it, right? It, it, it works. It works. But if we start allowing ourselves to be actually actually manipulated in, in such a way, then it wouldn't work so well. We can start putting little cracks in it here and there. But the, the American public, you know, uh, man, we are interesting people. We really are. Because if it doesn't uh, affect us directly, we could care less about it. Let's be honest. That's 95% of the population. It's not more. Now, the other 5%, they're the ones who are doing this stuff. That's the only reason why they care. (laughs) I know that sounds really bad, but think about it. Think about it. But yet, we do it day in 
day out, year in, year out, month in, month out, so forth and so on. The same cycle. Over and 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 over. Same arguments over and over and over. You know what's the difference about the arguments? They just change the names or the way they approach them or present them to you, to the American public. But it's the same thing over and over and over again. Like this thing with immigration. It's not the first time there's been a battle going on about immigration. Because as I mentioned before, and many of the politicians have mentioned before, and a whole lot of other people, everybody agrees. There's a problem with immigration in this country. Not only with uh, immigrants coming across the border illegally, those that have been flowing, flowing, flown in or brought into the country, quote-unquote, legally, and given places to live, jobs, and things of that nature. So everybody knows there's a problem. They have agreed on that. But yet, we have no solution. Now, y'all know, building a wall, that's not a solution. Especially when it's going to, you're going to spend billions and millions of dollars to it. That's not a solution. Hey, they build tunnels. Not like they can't fly airplanes. <laughs> I mean, and then not to mention uh, when the government want to bring somebody in that nobody's supposed to know about. Hmm. And y'all know how I feel about the wall. I say, only thing you need to do is fix the parts of the border, border that need to be fixed. If you have sections of, of whatever's down there, the um, barrier down there that needs to be replaced, replace it. If you need to uh, uh, add on, add on. But to tear down what they have and just build all new, no, that's not the, that's that's not the solution there. That's not a solution. That's just spending more unnecessary money that could be spent on things for the American citizens in this country. But nobody wants them to say that. Because it's easier to continue to, to, to present talking points such as this wall and nobody really gets to the bottom or comes up with an actual soluble solution. Because those jokers up there in Washington, D.C. not trying to get one. Well, we can blame anybody and everybody. And it's partly the American citizen's fault as well. Not just the sheeple, the ones that consider themselves on top of things. <laughs> you know? Because regardless... I mean, you don't hold. You're not holding the representatives' feet to the fire. You know, they blow you off, and you just leave it at that. Now we know if you ask certain questions at a town hall, if you're allowed to ask questions, you know, you may get escorted out. Hey, just show up at the next one <laughs> and ask the question again. But we know as a whole, we do know 
you know, when you start asking questions that you're not supposed to be asking, you know, you get labeled certain things. Then you get put on that list. And once you get put on that list, you start getting visitors and, and listeners that you, you know, <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. But anyway, so I, I was going somewhere and I got sidetracked. Now, back to this hearing. This, this, yeah, back to this hearing. Wait a minute, before I go any further. All right. Um, hey, if you got any comments, anything you want to add to what I'm saying or any things that come up in your mind right now, 347-838-8622 is the number. Uh, chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And you can email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com, okay? So those are all the ways you can talk to me right about now, and I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere. Not at least another 50-something minutes. All right, anyway, you know, and then you have these individuals like Ted Cruz. You know, it's amazing. And I told y'all during during the last uh, senatorial election that went on, I have completely lost, I mean, not like I really liked the guy from the beginning, but I have really lost all, all respect for Ted Cruz. I really have. And for those that, you know, aren't regulars on the show, I will tell you why. Because, you know, I understand during uh, presidential elections and, you know, all these primaries and stuff and debates, things are going to be said toward one another. Okay. All right. It's part of the game. Right? It's part of the game. But as a man, okay, as a man, when you stand up there and allow another man to talk about your family in a derogatory turn way, okay, then you turn around and ask him to come and help you uh, win an election and you act like nothing is wrong? No. Mm-mm. No. That tells me right there, you have no spine, you have no nothing. And most men will say the same thing. They'll say the same thing. Uh-uh. You would not catch me, you catch them on the stage with me doing nothing. I would not be smiling. Look, in fact, don't even come nowhere near me. I don't care if we are on the same part. Don't come nowhere near me. But yet, this is what Ted Cruz did um, to, to win the election over Beto O'Rourke. Kowtow to President Trump and had him stand up there with him smiling and, and, and grinning and all that good stuff. We as men, we don't do that. You can attack me, but you don't attack my family. <laughs> you know? You do not attack my family. But anyway, I think a couple on the show have found that out, too. But anyway, going back to Ted Cruz, you know, um, he's a company guy. That, that's all I'm going to say. Ted Cruz is definitely a company guy. At this point in time in his career, he has no thought process of his own. Whatever the company tells him, that's what he's going to do. And during the hearing, he did the same thing. He made a statement um, about um, Barr showing up. He said, you step forward and answer the call yet again. 
knowing full well that you would be subject to the kind of slanderous treatment, the Kavanaugh treatment, that we have seen of senators imposing your integrity. And I, for one, am grateful that you answered that call and are leaving the Department of Justice, both with integrity and the fidelity of the law. Now, <laughs> uh, how the heck he going to talk about integrity? Uh, how are you going to talk about integrity? Ted Cruz don't have any integrity. But the company line says you must defend the attorney general. Yeah, you must defend the attorney general. And that's what he did. And, and 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 the only thing that was were Republicans standing up for the Republican the Attorney General because why? Because he stood up for the president. And let's not let's not uh, forget that this is a part of the 2020 election cycle that's that's happening now. This is why a lot of these guys are are standing like you know yeah we support yeah because they're looking at down the road when their seats are up for, uh, you know, up again. It's all a game. It's all, it's all thinking ahead. See, most American citizens, they think in the moment. They think right now, maybe one or two days ahead. But see, these guys right here, oh, they're months and months ahead, if not years ahead, because that's what they have to do. <laughs> That's what they have to do. So when you see them gathering and going ahead and uh, you know doing certain things, yeah. And anytime right now anything's coming up, it's, it's geared toward winning the 2020 election. That's what it is. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. That's what it's about. Now, I know some of y'all saying, well, it's only uh, May 19, 2019. Yeah. Before you know it, it'd be 2020, January 2020. Presidential election is coming up. And the Ducks got to get in the road in. You know, they got to follow. You, you ever seen a mother duck and the little, little ducklings or whatever following them? That's just like the president and these knuckleheads right here. Do all the wrong you want to. Talk sideways, divert, whatever. As long as you make it to the 2020 election, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. And mark my word, as we get closer, you'll find out. Some of these same individuals that's right here, right now, defending all this nonsense that's going on, a part of this this great show that they give us, seems like every month when somebody coming in to testify, nine times out of ten, most of them, most of their seats are up for re-election. So even if they felt differently, they dare not present it right then and right now. They dare not do it. But then again, you never know, right? <laughs> oh. Mm. But anyway. Anyway. 
you know, I could bore you more with this Mueller, Mueller thing, uh, especially with this hearing with the, the Attorney General. But I think, I feel, now, I just can only speak for me and a few people that I have talked to about it. I, I really think most Americans now are basically just fed up with it, tired of it, tired of hearing about it, tired of talking about it, because they have come to realize that you would never know what the truth was. Whether it was collusion, whether it was obstruction of justice, or did he tell people to do certain things and they just didn't did it, didn't do it, who really knows? And it has gone on so long, and you're hearing about it so often, it's becoming monotonous. It's becoming routine. And we do know once anything comes becomes routine, you lose a little interest in it. Think about that. Just think about that. It has become monotonous and routine. The hearings, the, the, the different commentary on it, this and that. It has become routine. The American public uh, attention span is not that long. Let's be honest. It's about as long as whatever the next major story is coming out on, on the uh, news, news feed. That is the extent of the American, American public's attention span. Now, I'm not insulting anyone. I'm just telling you what's facts. And you don't think just mentioning this over and over is not purposely done to get you to feel that it's routine, to get you to feel that, oh, here they go again. Yeah. So by chance, if any truth does come out, you ain't paying attention to it either. No, you know why? Because the first thing most Americans say, oh, here we go with this mother crap, Mueller crap again. Let's be honest. Trump base is going to say he didn't do it. Those that don't like Trump or, uh, you know, against Trump, they're going to say, oh, yeah, he did it. They're not going to change their mind. They're not going to try and take an objective look to anything that's being said because their mind is made up now because you have gone through this cycle and it has been repeated over and over and over. Over and over and over. Then repeat it. And you hear the same thing over and over again, you begin to believe it, don't you? Now, I'm not talking as if, you know, I'm immune or anything like that. And I know you out there, you're not immune. It's just the way we are built. It's simple, the way we are built. We aren't built to really sit back and, and constantly dive into something, trying to break it down, trying to get to the bottom, the real truth, what really happened. We're not built that way. We have been programmed and conditioned to go with the flow at the moment. Go with the flow at the moment. Once that moment is over with, on to the next.
But it's not our fault. Because this has taken time. This has been done over some years. From the first time we stepped foot into anybody um, daycare, elementary school. Now, actually, before then, for the first time you're able to realize there's a program on television where you get to watch the commercials. Some of us grew up where there was only three channels, ABC, NBC, CBS. If you got PBS, hey, you were good because you had to turn a little dial on the TV to get to it, but you were good. But that was the programming right then. That's all you had. At midnight, you went to bed. You didn't have all this other stuff. You had the little, little um, target-looking thing come on TV. They played the national anthem with the flag waving, and you went to sleep. Six o'clock in the morning, you wake up, and it's on again. So don't think, you know, now you have all this other great technology out there. Television stay on 24-7. You have the iPads, your phones, your smart watches. Your um, what series and what's those other things they put in you? You get to put in your house now that you can talk to. They can talk back, turn on your lights, turn off your lights, and all that. You don't think that's programming? You don't think that's done intentionally to keep your mind from really you really using your mind? But see how subtly it's done. You see the commercials. Oh, this new thing. You have these folk on these these um, uh, um, shows that be selling stuff. Maybe on there they be selling the heart. See, and it does this and it does that, and you can talk to it and you can open your garage door and yeah. Mm-hmm. Technology is great, but it's dumbing down America to the point where we don't want to know what the truth is. We don't care what the truth is. As long as I can get the latest technology, technical thing that make me look like I'm, 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 I know what's going on, I'm good. And your congressmen, your presidents, they play you, they play you like a fiddle. They do. They play you like a fiddle. Not only them, we're not talking about the people that you don't hear a lot about until something goes wrong. You know, they're they even worse. They listen to what you say. They following you. You don't even know you're being followed, depending on who you are. You wonder why certain things happen and you look like, what did this, why, why is all this going on all of a sudden? Hmm. Because you became programmed and conditioned so much that they're not even paying attention. The signs are there. But we've been programmed and conditioned so much that we don't even pay attention to it. It's just a coincidence. It just happened. (laughs) Yeah, it just happened. It sure did. You know, I, I had some um, things go on, and it was quite amazing because 
I went back. I went and backtracked. I'm not going to tell y'all what happened, but I went and backtracked. And I figured out exactly when it started happening, why it started happening, and actually confronted what had happened. And amazingly, it straightened itself out. That was interesting. Now, you know, that was just shocking. It straightened itself out. Now, I haven't done that always. There's just one instance where I caught it, and I already knew something went right. But I've heard other stories about it. Other other hosts have told told me some story, some stories about some things. So don't think that you are immune because you're not. But you have to pay attention. You have to step away from the programming, step away from, you know, the conditioning. And I know it's hard. I mean, think about it. If you're 50 years old, if you're 50 years old, there's at least 48 years, at least 48 years of programming that have has been instilled in you. Yeah, I mean, you just don't turn it off all night uh, at one t- uh, at once at night. That's it. And I'm not just, I'm not a. a, a just talking, just beside and just saying something. I'm just telling you what I believe. What I have seen. You know, as a veteran of 21 years in the military, I'm not telling you something that I heard. But there's those out there, you don't want to believe that. Oh, he's just a conspiracy theorist. Here we go. No. No. It's not a conspiracy. What you have to realize is it's right there in front of you. It's right there in front of you. It's been shown to you over and over and over again, but you just refuse to see it. Some of you, because you don't want to see it, let's be honest, you don't want to see it. Long as it don't interrupt your bubble, burst your little personal bubble or space, you're good. Everything can crumble around you, but long as your space is good, you're good. You're happy, I'm, I, I, and I'm not knocking you for that. That's your choice. But until we get to caring about each other and helping each other, then things will get better. But anyway, speaking of that, let's talk about some other things here real quick. See, I, I get to rolling and I forget what I want to talk about sometimes. Let's, let's get to talking about these, this, um, oh, my goodness, man. We, we, we're going to talk about this, this, this epidemic, quote, unquote, that's going on with these measles and mumps and whatever else they, 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 they're calling themselves. Pink, I ain't talking to you right now. Because you're trying to sidetrack. I ain't even hearing that right now. Um, remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the USS Fort Henry. And that was a ship out in in, in, um, in the ocean out there. 
<laughs> that uh, was quarantined. You know, they were quarantined for 122 days, I think it was. 122 days. Well, they didn't have a court call or anything. They were just out there because of a quote-unquote. First, they called it a mysterious illness. Now they're calling it because of the mumps. And this is what's what's interesting about the story. Okay. Only 4%, roughly 4% of the people on board caught the mumps. Okay. So basically it comes to 28 people out of 703. Y'all hear me, right? Now, for that, they kept these folks out. SC for 20, 122 days. 122 days. Now, you know, that everybody's, you know, recovered. You know, so now they can go on and go into court, come on back and uh, do what they want to do. I'm sorry, 112 days. It's 112 days. Yeah. Um, USS Fort McHenry was quarantined during a viral outbreak. It has gone 112 days without the port call, which is exceptionally rare as port visits typically occur every month or so. All right. <laughs> the USS Fort McHenry's last port visit was to Castano, Romania, where it stayed for four days before departing on January the 10th. Mm. The situation aboard the ship has improved and the quarantine is over. All have made a full recovery and returned to duty. The U.S. Fifth Fleet told the B.I. The ship has resumed movement of personnel on and off the ship. The ship has not yet made a port call, though. Now, isn't that interesting? The months. Okay? The months. <sighs> Church of Scientology cruise ship that is subject is subject of measles quarantine has left St. Lucia. A cruise ship owned by the Church of Scientology that has a female crew member with a case of measles on board has departed from St. Lucia. Um, the ship's doctor requested 100 doses of the measles vaccine. Okay? And, you know, they say the measles are very highly contagious and, and all that good stuff. Um, let's see, according to Tim Moody, former chairperson of the Emergency Public Health Threats and Emergency Response Coalition, someone who was never vaccinated for, no, someone who was never vaccinated for or then exposed to measles has 72 hours to receive a vaccine. <coughs> Excuse me. If they have already caught the disease, the vaccine should reduce the severity. Quarantine is a word that people respond to very strongly, but it's actually one of the strongest tools in the public health toolkit. Because it curtails civil liberties, most public health officials are very wary to utilize it. Okay? Now, we're going to keep going here because we got, more, we got some crazy stuff going on here. Now, so that was what? The measles. Okay. So, now, here we go. Here we go. You know, it's interesting that when we started out, you know, this started a couple of years ago now. This this was not, this is not nothing that just started overnight or what have you. Because remember, remember 
the Ebola Ebola scare. Yeah, anybody coming from overseas, you know, you had to be checked for Ebola and quarantine and all this good stuff. Remember that? Until, you know, that one person would call on the tarmac um, without wearing any protective gear, you know, right there dealing with the person that, quote, unquote, was affected with Ebola. All right, we're going to talk about that a little bit. All right, now, so with all that Ebola, la, 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 Ebola, 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 and then all of a sudden, it went away. The epidemic was over, except for some parts of Africa where, you know, it has re reoccurred and then went away and reoccurred and went away. Anyway, so Ebola. If you went overseas, whatever, you had to get shots, what happened? Okay, fine. Then came the anti-vaccination movement. Where, you know, a lot of people say, I'm not getting vaccinated. I don't need to be vaccinated. You're sticking stuff in my arms that I don't know what it is. It's causing my children to have birth defects, so forth and so on. We're not doing it. And the movement got strong. It started rolling. You know, senators were being addressed with it. You know, everybody was talking about it. And Mr. Smith said, oh, wait a minute. If everybody decides not to be vaccinated anymore, oh, my goodness, we can't experiment anymore. (laughs) Then they came out with the flu. The flu, this is the worst flu season we have seen in decades. So forth and so on. Get your flu shot. Had nurses calling individuals talking about, have you had your flu shot yet? Where we're giving a special, or you can come in any time and have a flu shot. Yeah. 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 But yet, that didn't get it. That didn't get it. That didn't get it. No. Now, this year, it's the measles. It's the measles, y'all. There's the biggest case of measles outbreak, oh, my goodness, in a couple of years. And you know what the excuse for the outbreak is? A lot of them said um, that the, <laughs> uh, from travelers who got measles abroad and brought them to the U.S. or unvaccinated people, you know, in some parts of the country, the Orthodox Jewish community, okay? Now, outbreaks are defined as three or more cases, three or more cases. Now, as of so far, as of, you know, this month, Let's see. How many how many states? We have Washington State, Oregon, Nevada, California, Arizona, Colorado, Texas, Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, New York, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New Hampshire, Maryland, and Connecticut all have had outbreaks of measles, according to the CDC. Uh-huh. That's quite a bit, huh? That's quite a bit. I think the cases were like 709 cases or something like that of, of the measles. Yeah. Now, with that being said, here's the question that I'm, I, I want to pose. Is there really, really a measles outbreak or... Is this time to experiment a little bit more? We have a new measles vaccine now. 
and it's supposed to protect you longer. Even if you, you know, now they're even coming up with the with the with the with the, with the, with the story that if you're 50 years old, um, you may need to be revaccinated because <laughs> you may not have the boosters or they have a new strain. Uh, some old craziness, man. Now, I'm gonna tell you. My one the way I think about this whole situation. If you're vaccinated, why are you worrying about it? If you've taken your shots, why are you worrying about it? But yet you want me to come in there and let you stick something else in my arm where it has been proven and shown that Mr. Smith has a tendency to experiment on his own people without their knowledge? Under false pretenses? Have you lost your mind? But wait, wait. It gets better. <laughs> oh, now you can be tested to see if you're actually um, susceptible to getting the measles. <laughs> There's a test you can take. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, there's a text you say to see if you, and if you, you are vulnerable, then you get to get another shot. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I think not. I uh, know. No. Now, see, stuff like that is what makes me suspicious. Because we know if one approach doesn't work, there's always another that's in the work. As I said earlier in the show, they always steps ahead. Always steps ahead. So let's see what, what the main thing will be. All right, so the shit was out there because, what, 4% 4 of the people got supposedly the mumps. Now, I told y'all before when I first brought y'all that story that I find, I find that very, very suspicious being, excuse me, being that military people, they they get their vaccination. They have no choice. They get those. And I'm sure in the Navy, being that they go to these different cultures, oh, they get more than most. So that's suspicious in itself. Think about it. That's suspicious in itself. And I said it then, and I'm saying it now. It is. You may not agree, but to me it is. Now it's the measles. Cause we done went through Ebola. They tried to get the mumps, that didn't go. They tried to share you with the flu. That worked for some, but not all. Now it's the measles. And of course they're saying anybody usually is brought from people coming from overseas. But if you vaccinated, why are you worrying about it then? Because you're already vaccinated against it, right? That's what the purpose of you being vaccinated is, correct? Or, as they say, um, unvaccinated people like the Amish and people like that don't, don't, that doesn't believe in you know all that vaccination stuff. Which, if you really take a look at those individuals, they some of the healthy individuals in the country because they don't have all that chemical stuff inside them. So, what is the real story behind this? What is really going on? Once again, my thought process is, is testing time. 
But before you can get people to, to go for the testing, you got to make them believe it's needed. What's the easiest way of doing? Saying there's an epidemic. Because you have hypochondriacs out there that, and, hey, oh, my God, let me go and get back. Yeah, go and get your shot. Go and let them shoot you up in the arm. Go right ahead. Not to forget that they're working on this chipping, y'all. There's companies out there chipping individuals. It's no longer just a thought process or things like that. So what's better, a better way to do it? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So sometimes you got to think out the universe like that. It's better than just to go with the flow and end up a part of the the, the ocean, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. But anyway, that's my take on it. It really is. That's my take. Now, as I said, I may be wrong. And if I am, okay. I may I just be wrong. But if I'm right, I'm right. So I got a 50-50 shot. I go with my... Yeah, I go with my suspicions. I think I'll be better off that way. All right. So that's that's my take on this 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 big all of a sudden measles outbreak, uh, mumps outbreak, or whatever the outbreak they want to come up with. Yeah, I, I I'm not buying it. I'm really not. Okay. Now I know some of you are meant to talk. What you talking about, man? I'm telling you, it's it's, it's bogus. <laughs> it's bogus. It's bogus. I haven't taken a flu shot. Oh, my goodness. What's this, 2019? Yeah. In around 15 years. I haven't taken any of those crazy shots anymore since I got out of the military. And I, ain't, I haven't been sick one day. Maybe I just got good genes like that. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I got good genes like that. Maybe, you know, it's just me, but hey. And yes, I've been around people with mumps, chicken pops, and all that. I ain't caught none of it. But it's just my genes. My genes are good. That's what it is. My genes are good. Anyway, so take it for what you want. If you want to get your shot, get your shot. I'm not telling you not to. <laughs> now, because y'all not going to go ahead and say, Mr. Thompson, don't get no shot. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just telling you what works for me. <laughs> what works for me. Okay? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And, yes, I get the calls every year. Now, would you like to take a fruit shot? Would you like to take this shot? Do you need this? Is it about time for you to take this? And I'll tell them straight up, nope, not doing it. Nope. And you can say the same thing. What they going to do? Oh, I forgot. They're going to tie you down and do it. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm moving on because there's a couple of things I want to get to real fast. Um, Facebook bans dangerous individuals. Oh, man. The social network accused Alex Jones, host of right-wing conspiracy website InfoWars, it's UK editor Paul Joseph Watson, Watson, and ex-Brebite News editor Milo Yanapolis, whatever his name is, of hate speech. Uh, Louis Farrakhan, the Nation of Islam leader who has expressed anti-Semitic views, also B 
be excluded. Um, and it's also this also includes Instagram, you know, which Facebook owns. Imagine that. Um, Facebook went on to say, we always ban individuals or organizations that promote or engage in violence or and hate, regardless of ideology. <laughs> uh, the process for reevaluate re, for evaluating potential violators is extensive and is what led us to our decision to remove these accounts today. The band group also includes Paul Nealon, a white supremacist, and Laura Loomer, an anti-Islamic activist with a large social media presence. Now, let me tell you about this thing with Facebook. It sounded good, didn't it? But this has nothing to do with the reason they gave. Okay? This has nothing to do with that. The reason they banned these people because of the pressure they have been receiving from Congress. That's why they did it. You know, and what you really have to pay attention to is what is really going on with free speech in this country. All right. And also remember, usually when truth is told, I've said it earlier, I'm going to say it again. Usually when the truth is told in this country, first thing they want to do is shut you up. That's the first thing they want you to do. Or they'll classify you as a revolutionary, a rebel, troublemaker. If that doesn't work, they're coming after your character. No, you did this. You slept with this. You crooked. You involved in this. If that doesn't work, you disappear. I'm, if you don't believe me, go back and look at history. Go back and look at history. Think about Facebook. A lot of people post a lot of stuff on Facebook, Facebook regarding especially Farrakhan, and, you know, they've been at the Farrakhan for years. You know, they're upset with Farrakhan because Farrakhan was allowed to go to Iran and give a speech and have a press conference. They was upset with Farrakhan because Farrakhan just tell it like it is. But they know they can't get to Farrakhan any other way. Not like that's really going to silence him. Alex Jones. How long has Alex Jones been doing all these his shows, conspiracy shows, and speaking out, just, you know, just like Lush Limbaugh. In that case, then, get rid of Lush Limbaugh, too. But wait a minute. He works for the the right side. Y'all notice how I work that in? He works for the right side. Or should I say the right? <laughs> so when you see stuff like this, look into it a little deeper. Go to through history, and you'll find out. What they put out on top isn't always what's really going on. Think about that. Think about that now. You know, because it's it's amazing. It's amazing how the how how the system works. It's amazing how the system works. But you got to be willing to look at it and understand it. 
go beyond what's written down on black and white. It's easy to read and say, oh, yeah, that's it right there. That's it right there. Yep. Because it's, it's, it's written or you've seen it on Facebook or you've seen it on. But go a little deeper than that, people. Go a little bit deeper than you'll be like, oh, my goodness. I didn't even know this existed. Existed. No, and don't just go to one source. Don't go to, go to about six, seven, eight, nine, ten sources. Different sources. Then put the puzzle together. And boy, the picture you'll see would be amazing. Amazing. <laughs> oh, man, just so amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I made him wait long enough now. Let me bring Pianki in. And see what he has to add to from St. Louis. Here's Pianki, y'all. Yes, Pianki. I know you want something. What you want? Hey, Eric. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I am, too. You're really carrying it on. You know, uh... Oh, that's what I'm doing? I'm carrying on? Yeah, you're doing a wonderful job. Wait. Oh, wow, you, thank you. talking you. about these communicable, communal, communicable diseases where uh-huh. you can transmit them through the air. Now, one cannot dispute that that's not true because in one story, they talk about how you had populations or members of populations that would travel around the world, and when they came in contact with another group of people in a different part of the world, well, diseases that they had acquired an immunity for they were able to spread those diseases to them, these new contacts, and cause a lot of damage, sometimes decimating a large portion of the population. Okay. And they have that concern now. They're mm-hmm. off of the southern tip of India. They're mm-hmm. on the Adamant Islands with the Jarara people who is reportedly to have some of the oldest genes, unadulterated genes, on the planet. And the worry You're, is uh, giving them these communicable diseases, especially, yeah, you're right. you know, the common ones, you're like right. measles I know exactly. Yeah, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly who you're talking about. And, and, and once I, like I said before, you can trace that all the way back to when um, the Europeans came over and 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 the the, the um, Native Americans greeted them. You know, they brought the well, diseases over here with them. You know, well and they the just, uh, I mean, I mean that's that's the, the truth. It's in the book. The Native it's, Americans it's also, the Native Americans also spread disease to them in the form of dysentery, and I can't think of the other one right at the time. You remember uh, uh, when the Transcontinent Railroad was being built? And they got out around the, uh, they started off in Omaha, Nebraska going west, and they started off in Sacramento going east, and they were supposed to meet at Summit Pass there in Utah. And uh, they ran into the mountains there at Sierra, the Sierra Mountains, and they had a car of uh, tunnels. And uh-huh. you had Chinese that was working on the railroad, but Chinese. Workers done a tremendous job uh, cutting those tones through the Sierra Nevada mountains. But one of the reasons uh-huh. why come that was made mention to them is that their diet 
especially the teas that they was drinking, they were not subjectable to the diseases that the Native Americans, the Indians were, you know, had acquired immunity to, and they were spreading amongst anybody that came in contact with them. So those human traits that go back and forth. And it's truth to it, because I had a friend of mine, his name was Ace uh-huh. Hiller. Mm-hmm. And some people say we're going back to Africa, and uh, because we are African, we don't need to be taking them shots and stuff. Yeah, okay. It's several cases on that. Ace caught malaria in Ghana and went to Egypt on another trip, and he that malaria flared up and he died. But uh, you had a back to Africa movement back in the late 1700s. You had several of them, one in the late 1700s and then another in the 1820s. And the group of people that went back to either Liberia or Sierra Leone, one of the two depends on what time, they last about 30 years. Not, I'm sorry, about 30 days, I'm sorry. 30 days, and they died. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot closer to being well, a, a distant relative than what we are. Yeah, well, you have to understand. Well, okay. I understand your point. I do understand your point. But I just don't trust. I don't trust it. I, well, I, I know you don't. I'm not saying. Order. I'm like you. I don't tell people one way or the other. Now, I have had bouts of malaria. And funny thing about that, that uh, parasite I had a, a slight one there, West Africa. But people can get bit by a mosquito, and they would implant their parasite into your bloodstream. And it may be months later before it flare up. And here's where the danger lies. Months later when it flares up and you go to the hospital, well, they're going to look for everything except that because they will have the slightest idea that you have been in those regions where you can contract that disease. And actually, people do die months later, whereas if the information was known, the treatment could have been applied in that direction rather than going through a process of trial and error. Well, I I can't disagree with that, Bianchi. I I don't disagree with that. However, what I'm saying is, you know, you haven't been to any countries subjected to I mean, look, here's the thing. You know, they keep saying, well, it's it's just, um, how can I say it, Co- coincidental that all of a sudden, after this big non-vaccine movement got rolling and established, all of a sudden now we have all these certain outbreaks every year that comes out that, you know, they push, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, you know. And to me, that is just, you know, too coincidental. Well, yeah, my, I agree with you life. there. I don't know how long a vac- vaccine lasts. I think it lasts for a certain period of time. I know that yeah, when you're out in remote right. areas, they use uh, solar freezers in uh-huh. order to keep that vaccine, you know, froze. But uh, right. if they have a lot of large supply of vaccine that's left over from a previous year because people didn't really accept the, the vaccinations, then they're gonna have a. Mm-hmm. They're gonna to want to try to get rid of. It. You know, and what a lot of people don't understand also, and we talk about it every year, is that 
you know, every year they come out with a different flu um, vaccination or serum that may not be what, you know, strongest that year, let them tell it, you know, as far as flu, you know, the virus itself. Uh, that tells you yeah. in itself that, that it's experimental, you know, and they just it's more guessing than anything else. You know, okay, this year, based on, as they would say, based on evidence and history, this is the, the strain that will be more popular this year. So this is the serum that we're going to be pushing. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. viruses, you know, viruses have the ability to mutate, and right, what you right. were fighting last year is not the same that you may be fighting this year because virus, just like any other pathogen, a bacteria, they are a life, and life try to preserve itself, just like our particular life. That being a human being, you want to step off into a fiery furnace or or jot out in front of a car because you know that it can take your life and you do everything to preserve. Same thing goes on with, with bacteria. Uh, when that baby comes out of the womb, when it comes down the fallopian tube, it is baptized with the fluids from its mother. Right. Right. And, and that the baptism, antibodies in them. There you go. That baptism permits that baby to be able to survive when it comes out into the world. And, uh, until it can start uh, building up its own immune system. Because if right. you didn't, stuff out here would kill you. It's trying to ki- you got a wars going on in your body as we speak. Something is trying to kill you. And it's smart, too. It's very, very smart. Yep, I agree with that. I do. Well, Pianki, uh, we only got seven minutes left, so I ain't going to hang yeah, around too long today. I'm not neither. I'm getting ready to go out. But... Uh, Good conversation you have today. Oh, you know well, another you. thing too. You're talking about the these people that's being uh, banned. Well, that goes right back uh-huh. to the same thing where they start banning people that's affiliated with the quote unquote white supremacy, the white uh, yeah. the uh, right alt right, yeah. and so on, so mm-hmm. on, so soon and later these folks start right. complaining. Say, well, how about Louis Farrakhan and taking down statues yeah. they. They had a movement in St. Louis to remove in a regentrified area in Fountain Park, Martin Luther King's statue. Uh, Obama's name. Yeah, Obama. They changed Delmar Avenue and gave it a sub name of Obama. And now because the area is becoming gentrified, people are saying, we we don't want that. We live here now. We don't want that. And, of course, in New York, especially there around 125th Street, I guess, I'm not sure, there's a library named after Malcolm X and a street, too, I believe, Malcolm X Boulevard. That's going to be going by the wayside, too, because it's tit for tat. Exactly. That's it right there, tit for tat. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> All right, buddy, I'll let you go. I'll talk to you later. Have a nice and safe weekend. All right, you too, Pianchi. See you Monday. All right, y'all. We have six minutes left in live air time. We're going to get up out of here. I want to say thank y'all for hanging out with with me today. It's been fun. Hopefully, P will be back. Um, hopefully, P will be back Monday. You know, she's a busy young lady right now. So, But I want to thank everybody, like I say, for hanging out in the chat room. You know, I want to thank uh, the America Show. Thank you for hanging out as well. Uh, appreciate it. And everybody else that's listening that I do not see, I am... You know, triple one. Thank you for hanging out as well on the switchboard. 
I just want to thank you and say thank you. We'll be back here Monday with another show for you. So look forward to that. Um, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself. Everything is gravy, baby. All right, until Monday, y'all. Y'all have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you. Take y'all out of here with some thank God it's Friday, Friday. Have a good one. We gone.
tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. A 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.